Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. And welcome back, everyone. I'm here joined by Morris Beagle, the president of We Are For Better Alternatives, or WAFBA. And Morris, we're so glad to have you on. It's been a while since we had you here on Cannabis Radio. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. Sure, absolutely. So you're co-founder and president of the, as we said, We Are For Better Alternative family of brands. It includes the NoCo Hemp Expo, Silver Mountain Hemp Guitars, Tree Free Hemp, the Hawaii Hemp Conference. There's a lot of things you work on. I just, I'm really curious, the guitar line, your hemp products, and a couple of conferences that are, are based on hemp throughout the year. How do you manage all these products? How do you have like, the time for it? How do you gatekeep all of this? So coming from the music industry, I had started a company called Happy Scratch Records slash Happy Scratch Entertainment in 1995. Mm-hmm. It ended up becoming like a one-stop shop of production services from audio and video coordination with studios to audio and video manufacturing, CD and DVD slash manufacturing, packaging, printing, shirts, festivals, artist management, music licensing. So it was this one-stop shop of services. And when I moved into the hemp space come 2011, 2012, we started Colorado Hemp Company. And then here just came kind of a, a flood of different entities, half being events and then the other half being a printing and packaging um, company doing tree-free hemp and, and hemp-based paper and printing, doing business cards, flyers, posters, marketing, marketing collateral, so forth. 
uh, One Planet Hemp, we do t-shirts and hats and a variety of merchandise. So really what we've done with WAFA is similar to what I already did in the music business. And I really just kind of took that skill set and applied it to the, the hemp industry. And now we've got a half a dozen different events. Uh, several of them are really big. And then we've also got merchandise, we've got printing, we've got education and advocacy, we've got marketing and promotion. So it's really a similar thing to what I've already been doing since the mid-90s. In a recent Forbes Q&A, with, by the way, they gave you a nice feature article, uh, you said that you found, quote, a lot of parallels within the music slash entertainment industries and the emerging cannabis industry, which includes the entire hemp and hemp-derived product markets, recreational medical and uh, adult use. Now, recently I spoke with a Canadian company that is creating dispensaries in the shape of an old-fashioned record store, Prairie Records. I just thought it was a fascinating look to it. And I always uh, was kind of curious about that where, you know, and I worked at record stores when I was growing up, and I always liked going to the record stores, like the experience of it, and I felt like the social gathering of it would feel the same way as a dispensary. So, do you feel there are other ideas where music and cannabis could further emerge? Obviously, we see it with music festivals, and we see a lot of uh, artists that are working and putting up their own lines. Do you think there's going to be a further merging in the retail sector here in the States where music and cannabis could collide together like that? Well, I definitely think that you're going to see more collaboration and involvement between the cannabis space and the music and entertainment space. They're already converging right now. Whether it's in a retail environment like the dispensary side, I mean, I can, I guess you could, I can see where there's consumption venues and you've got music and DJs and entertainment and and so forth. But what I saw, you know, the, a lot of the people that are in the cannabis space now just remind me of the people that were in the music space as I grew up to the music space. You know, a lot of creatives and creatives in positions that are running brands or their agents or they're in the production side of it. And they're not just necessarily the musicians, but they're, they're creatives, they're entrepreneurial, they're maybe a bit counterculture and less mainstream, they're more advocates, uh, they're more independent. So I just see that there's a lot of crossover between personality types between the two spaces as I've emerged myself in the cannabis space the last six years. So cause put it like this, you already, I mean, you do your own, uh, musical instruments made from hemp you have obviously connections through music that are in general with the kind of instruments you do my idea is that if there is a parallel where you know we already know there are gathering points we know there are already you know recreational events that are out there what i'm saying is if you know in the same way we used to enjoy our music we'd go ahead and pick it up from somewhere and then enjoy it somewhere else same way with uh, cannabis if you had it where not so much if it was just if it was not just a record store where you had like music you could go ahead and buy you could sample you could have people performing in the store same way you could almost have like a like almost like a guitar center Sam Ash type of feel where you have the instruments there so it's a whole musical gathering environment so if you want to play your own music you want to buy music from others you want to listen to other music it's all in one place and it's a gimmick that would work well with cannabis yeah I could see that it's I a think pitch the- the, yeah, I mean, I think that You're having it for free. The, the fu- yeah, the future of you know social gatherings is really up to us and and how creative we can be to come up with situations that are going to draw people to to that particular environment and 
cannabis is going to be a big part of that. And obviously music's already been a big part of it for decades and decades. It'll be interesting to see how it all evolves, but I definitely see where you're going with that. Because the gimmick is, all right, obviously a lot of stores, they go with the Apple store idea, which is, I mean, that makes right. sense that. And it's obviously that's the way of a lot of people you see every time you go to the mall or every time you go to the Apple store, it's always crowded. Even if the iPhone or whatever next iOS product's out, it's just not there. But I like the idea of re resurrecting the record shop. I mean, I know we don't have the units for it, but if there was some way to bring that in, you know, kind of an indie kind of feel to it, I just feel like it's in the same way you have the, the smoke shops out there or those, those those stores that are, you know, they're, they're selling a lot of vape pens, things like that. I just feel like there's a, there's a, a, a merging that can be done there, some kind of a collective kind of thing to it. Now, speaking of instruments, I mentioned your Silver Mountain Hemp line, it produces hemp guitars, hemp ukuleles, guitar cabinets, guitar straps, picks and knobs, promotionally supported by hemp t-shirts and hats, of course. And now you're also mentioning that you're in small, prototype, small production phase. You're fine tuning, fine tuning production with the right materials and manufacturing processes. I can only imagine how it would be in order to create durable music instruments. I see that coming up later this fall, you're looking to supply guitars, cabinets, and ukuleles. Talk to me about the process of trying to create the right instrument and how hemp would be such a good thing to use for the right acoustics, for the right feel, and for the right durability. So hemp fiber is a very, very strong fiber. It's one of the strongest fibers on the planet, great tensile strength. And there's hemp composites out there that people have been doing for years and years and years, particularly out of Europe. And that, that technology is also over here in the United States to a lesser degree. And then there's also a company that's been working on this in, in Canada for a long time, and they've been building hemp guitars. And I've partnered with them the last several years, and we've been discussing creating a guitar line. And, and the bodies themselves are a bass fiber hemp composite shell that's molded around a wood core. So really, it, you could say it's kind of gimmicky, but it's just like any other uh, kind of non-wood guitar that's out there that's made out of some sort of carbon fiber composite and there's plenty of them out there and sonically they they sound really good you can load them up with whatever pickups you want put on whatever hardware and and what we've done was is we've created an sg model a tele model we're going to be doing a silver mountain strap model and we can't really market them as those because the a fender and gibson and they're pretty yeah. particular about their trademarks and stuff but you know, all these other guitar manufacturers. Well, you're not trying to recreate have. the Stratocaster or something like that. So No, no, it's just it's the body style. And those right. body styles, everybody, you can knock off those body styles. Right. The headstock things can be patented, so we got to make sure that we're not putting out a headstock on the, which is a wood neck still. It's not a, a hemp neck. But we can't knock off the headstock. Otherwise, we'll get a cease and desist from right. Fender or Gibson or whoever. Um, but the bodies themselves are actually, they're very cool. They, The guitars are a little bit lighter than wood guitars. If they were a solid body hemp guitar, which a couple people have made those, they're super heavy, and that's just not going to work. But where we're going with this, I think, are going to be cool boutique guitars that guitar players that want to have that have ten or fifteen guitars and they, they they collect guitars will definitely have one of these, and they'll want to use it in particular situations. I mean, sonically, I think they stand up great especially with the cabinets that we're making right now and the guitar cabinets themselves we've got a, a hemp press board 
that's three quarters of an inch. And we just got a brand new supplier with a guy who's been in the hemp industry for the last 30 years. And he's been working on creating this board and having it done in the United States. And he's finally created it with USA grown hemp manufactured in the U S and we're getting our first prototype model next week of this new cabinet. It's shipping to me today. So I'm totally excited about that. And we're going to probably be able to produce 40 to 50 cabinets before the end of the year. Uh, we've only done a couple prototypes up to this point, but I think we're finally figured out where we are with the cabinets. I think we figured out where we are with the guitars. And now it's a matter of just how many can we produce by the end of the year. Now, along the, with the ukuleles because yeah, the ukuleles and the guitars are produced by the same guys and it's just how much can those guys produce it's a small shop and you know again it's a boutique thing and what we want to do is just show here's another thing that hemp can do it can it can make guitars and it can it could also make a snare drum or a kick drum and right. in other woodwindy type instruments and uh, didgeridoos a friend of mine had made hemp didgeridoos in Australia years ago and they're super cool um, Quick question. there's a lot uh, of things that can be done will with the strings material. be made of hemp as well or can that be done no okay well that no i don't i don't think you'll see that i mean all these strings are i mean you've got nylon strings and then you've got the electric okay. metal whatever the <laughs> type of exact material right. those are made out of well i was just curious because <laughs> how much how much of the of the actual product could you make out of hemp that's the one thing actually i'd love to see if you can actually do congo drums or uh, you could or absolutely do, yeah. You could actually absolutely, and I'm pretty sure that some people have have made those in you know little boutique, you know five or ten here and there. The, those exist throughout the world, yeah. but they can certainly be done. Yeah, I could totally no question. Imagine. It's just you know, it's just it's kind of how it's woven and how it's put together to make it really tight, I guess. So. Uh, interesting. And also, uh, I got to say, one of the, the I love the idea of the uh, certain things that are being made from hemp that can be derived and how they look amazing. One of the things, I don't know if you ever watched, but I, I, my guilty pleasure is professional wrestling. So the World Wrestling Entertainment, one of the wrestlers they have there actually had his championship belt because he's uh, playing a very uh, organic, earth-friendly type of character. He, he's a bad guy. He has a hemp-derived belt. It looks fantastic. And it's very durable the way it is. I don't know who created that belt, but it looks fantastic. Just nice to see that you can do other things with the product. And, you know, finally that the hemp bill finally passed. We're waiting for the FDA to finally finish up getting their act together so that a lot more products can be done with hemp because they'll have the right to do that. We hope for that very soon. Now, talk to our listeners again. I mentioned at the start of our interview, we are for better alternatives. That's The website is wafba.org. So take a minute to talk to our listeners. What will they find on the website and what should they be looking out for? So the website for wafba we are for better alternatives <laughs> is really it's a it's a landing page that's got links to all of our entities from colorado hemp company let's talk hemp hempevents.org noco hemp expo southern hemp expo hemp on the slope which is why i put virtually it out. all yeah so <laughs> virtually all of our brands and you can go there and click on any one of those logos icons and it'll take you to that particular entity and you can find out more about what that entity does. And generally the way I like to look at it is all of these entities work in synergy together. It really all falls in the event side of things, the marketing, the merchandise, the advocacy, the education, the promotion of the plant, the promotion of the planet. That's our messaging. That's our vision. That's our mission is to try to make a difference for the planet 
utilizing this plant and having this plant bring people together from a variety of different industries and walks of life because I think that this plant is a unifying plant and at this point in time with the legalization movement on the recreational side, the medical side, and now that we're federally legal, according to Trump's signature and what Congress passed in the farm bill, the industrial side is completely legal and we're still running into roadblocks with different agencies, law enforcement, obviously the FDA, banking, there's shit that's popping up in front of us all the time that shouldn't be. So the fight's not over, but this plant is unifying a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And in the end, it's going to change the the future of the planet. Well, the one good thing I did notice that was mentioned that was uh, when you mentioned about the, uh, the baking end is great news about how the House of Representatives voted to pass a measure blocking the DOJ from interfering in state and territory cannabis laws and those looting adult use. Some of the obstacles slowly but surely being taken off of. So, you know, the room can be made easier for all of us to go ahead and be able to go ahead and thrive in this industry, which is most important. So, Morris Beagle again from We Are For Better Alternatives, WAFBA, W-A-F-B-A dot org. Thanks for making time to join us. Hey, I appreciate the time and and thanks again for all you guys do and and spreading the good word about the plant and keep doing what you're doing. Well, thanks so much, Michael. We appreciate it. Thanks you all for listening in. You can, of course, you can listen to past episodes of this program by going to cannabisradio.com. Look for the show at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.